0: Welcome to the Recession Proof Real Estate Investing Podcast. Join your host, Sam Newell, as he educates you on how to make profitable, low-risk real estate investments that will cash flow through any economy. Hear interviews with the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the country to find out what they've learned and implemented since the 2008 recession. With over 10 years in real estate investing, it has become Sam's goal to help others invest for double-digit returns, but to also stay safe and not get caught in the next downturn. Tune in and become
1: Recession Proof. All right, Sammy, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, you're welcome, Sam. I've never done a Sam and Sam on the (laughs) podcast yet, but I'm excited. It'll be good. Um, So for our listeners, I'm really excited to have Sammy on. He's a uh, realtor in Phoenix, just crushing it. Uh, Friend of quite a few of our mutual friends in the Mike Ferry Network, the top agents from all over the country. Obviously, David, our Stamens in Phoenix, but Dean Clark is a good friend. Eddie Oberoi, uh, Dan, Gorfinkel, Who else do, do we know? I mean, pretty much everyone. Hal Swayze, Neil, Michael Yeah, A lot of race. them. I haven't,
0: haven't met Hal yet, but yeah, a lot of okay. a lot
1: of them. Awesome. So really cool network that we're in. Sammy, you were a car salesman, crushed it there, decided to get into real estate <laughs> and specifically trained by Mike Ferry. And... One thing that I love that you and I were just talking about is thinking big. And I wanted to focus this episode on what you're thinking about currently as far as thinking big, changing the way you think about finances, the way you think about your business. And um, there's a few things that I wanted to focus on today, but you've been married less than a year. You're crushing Mm -hmm. it in real estate. You and your wife are thinking about moving out of state. And the thing that I wanted to get started on, before I say... Congratulations, and we talk about how awesome your your real estate business is going. The thing I wanted to talk about that really caught my ear was what you guys are doing financially and what your financial Mm -hmm. goals are. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what your financial goals are? You're 27, is that right? 26. 26. Okay, 26. Think you can? You're thinking you're on track to retire by 30.
0: On track, yeah.
1: Okay. Tell us about that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Financially, I think um, if anybody's interested in this, before I get into it, it's called uh, a choosefi.com or the financial independence movement or the FIRE movement. Um, It's basically an acronym that stands for financially independent, um, either recreationally employed or retired early. Um, So there's a lot of people, bigger pockets um, is huge under this concept. So the FIRE movement basically, um, Finished financial piece, which is where I found it. So I became debt free through Dave Ramsey's program. And then a lot of the alumni of Dave Ramsey that wanted something more um, created this community um, called FIRE. So, um, yeah, to put it simply, they live off. uh, They kind of believe in the 4% rule. Um, So they a lot a lot of them are saving at least 50% of their take home. All the way up to 80, 90 percent, uh, 95% for the high, high wealth individuals. And um, basically the idea is is invest in real estate for passive income. Um, it's also invest in index funds and live off of 4% um, per year since the stock market, you know, usually grows what, six to eight percent is pretty conservative over the last yeah. three years. So um, if you're living off half of that, it never it never dwindles and the math works out. So you can retire right. in about 10 years if you start that today and you save at least 50% of your take-home. So, Awesome. Yeah. Why don't more people do that? The uh, same reason why more people don't cold call. You know, uh, there's only... <laughs> there's only... Oh, what what is the theory called? The 80-20 theory or the... Uh, yeah. I forgot 80% the of the people make 20% of the money. 80%
1: of the people do 20 or 20% of the people backwards, do. Yeah. 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 Backwards. 20% of the people make 80% of the money. Yeah. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Yeah. Is it Pavlov's theory? Is that what it is? I, I can't remember the origin, so. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's more like a 95.5. Mm-hmm. So um, when I came from, when I was selling cars, we were cold calling um, okay. 5% of us. Right. And the 5% of us were making over a hundred, $120,000 a year. And like the normal car salesman makes like 30 or 40,000 a year. That sounds awesome. You know, it was the same thing when I got to real estate, I kind of, I didn't learn immediately. It took me six months to find Mike Um, Mm Ferrett. And I found him through a team leader. Um, You know, I was on a team, joined a team and did that. And then I got a coach and that's all you need. So that's awesome. um, now Sam Biller in uh, Denver, I have to give him a little bit of credit Sam Biller's amazing. He's a Mike Ferry coach and he sells about hundred, 110 homes a year himself. Wow. Wow. Um, just, I think he's, tr- I think he's coaching over 25 people. So wow. High, high producer. So he's uh, he's the one that's behind my success for sure. That's awesome, man. That's, yeah. you know, we have a very similar story.
1: I spent the first six months just, it was 2011 so think about how crazy the market was back then. No one had equity. No one like sales were tough. Like you can't just couldn't just go out and buy a house because lending was tough. Uh, it was interesting. And the broker I was with was so bad at training. I was like considering just being done with real estate. I'd made one sale in six months. I wasn't school full time. So I was going to college. Yeah. So I was working like two hours a night. Um just taking out all these unqualified buyers, people that could afford like trailers. And I was like, what is this? Like nothing against them, but why am I working so hard to make like a thousand dollar commission and what's going on? You know, it was, it was weird. And then I stumbled upon this brokerage and they said, we have a 90 day production plan. And I asked the broker, I'm like, do you just have a plan for me? And he slapped it down on his desk. He goes, follow this 90 day production plan and you'll make a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, dang, okay. Yeah, I just I just need something It's proven that I can do. Like I'm flailing about in the dark. Yeah, I just need some guidance. Like, you know, I knocked doors just like you. I had had a direct sales background. I knocked doors for five summers to pay for school. So anyways, fast forward, I worked my butt off and I'm very glad I I found this group of people who all think very big and they all work very, very hard. And I think that's what um, is awesome about you. You're two years into the business. You've closed 25 deals in the last year. Average mm-hmm. sales price is about six right now or um, closer to like uh Okay. So about 500,000. That's a fantastic income for a 26 year old. Yeah, <laughs> You're saving a huge amount of your income mm-hmm. and uh, investing that. And by the way, today you just said, you're going to invest with multifamily investment clubs. So thank you for that. We're excited to have you on the Cleveland deal your
0: first property and excited to be a part of it, man. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be awesome. And, so I think what the topic I wanted to talk about today is doing things that other people won't or or refuse to mm-hmm. do. Everyone knows they need to they need to save money. Everyone knows knows they need to educate themselves. And you you've educated yourself and studied a ton into investing. Everyone knows they need to work harder mm-hmm. and get better what they do, but people don't do it. And so that's why Ashley was like, why don't what why don't more people do what, what you're doing? And I, I just think the, the immediate or instant gratification is too much for them or vice yeah. versa that, you know, they, they'd rather sit at home and watch TV and, and, um, they don't want the, the extra work. And so it's just interesting people spend too much money or they don't work enough. Either way, mm-hmm. they kind of wind up unhappy and without any investments. Yeah. And broke. Yeah. So, so tell me what inspired you to jump on this course. I mean, you got into Dave Ramsey, and then you jumped into this. But um, did you have some life changing event, or did you have some learning event in your early twenties? What really inspired you to start saving a ton of your money and and working so hard?
0: I think uh, I, I think I have a common story um, with a lot of people in America. But it's like uh, my parents had gotten divorced when I was like eight, eight or nine. <laughs> And then it was, um, it was just, it was far from smooth. It was a really rough and messy. I think, I think my dad kept it going for five or six years through, through the course. And so that's a really long course. And so um, I'm the oldest of four and we're all two years apart. And so I kind of just took care of mom and all the kids. And so um, I think it's worth mentioning because I'm always been the youngest in the room for anything I did and before. And when I was young, that was really kind of an insecurity because I would yeah. try to puff up and act older. And like in cars, I started when I was 17, 18, and they told me, no one's going to buy a car from you. Like there's no trust to a 17-year-old. Right. And I, I went by like Mr. DeStefano and Samuel instead of Sam, and I did everything <laughs> I could right to feel older. And um, I, it just absolutely got me nowhere until I um, one day I just kind of embraced it. I was like, well... Um, you know, actually there's a story. So I was selling a BMW M4 Mm -hmm. and it's a car that I had never been behind the wheel of because they don't let, even when you sell them, they don't let Mm me drive that. And I got to, um, take him out for a test drive and I told him, let me drive first and show you what the car does, even though I had no idea. And I ripped it around town and he was a pretty young guy and he was in real estate. Funny enough, I never made, made the connection, but, um, he absolutely loved it. And he's like, you're amazing at sales. And, and I was thinking, there's there's nothing I did to sell this, right? It's an M4, yeah. you just buy it. Yeah, yeah. And um, since then, I was just so excited. And it was so childish. And I made the sale. And I mean, it was like an eight-pounder, which means I made $2,000 on that sale. And so yeah. um, ever since then, I was like, well, I'm going to like just be me, right? And be young and be excited and all that. So I went from Samuel to Sammy. And like just super hyper and excited and did all videos online, posted videos. And I didn't like call my friends and family and try to sell them cars, you know, like I, I just, yeah. I, I did the, I just kind of acted my age and it totally radically changed everything. I started out selling wow. everyone in the dealership that was 50 to 60 years old. They've been selling for 10 years, some owned dealerships before, but they were just old, so old and boring, Yeah, you know, and so like they took themselves too serious ever since I kind of aligned myself with who I was, um, which is kind of bullish and ambitious and a million miles per hour, sometimes to a detriment, you know? Uh, and it completely changed everything. So um, yeah, nobody, nobody cares how old you are. You can sell anything you want. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I love that story. I mean, getting in touch with who
1: you really are, figuring out how to just be true to yourself. That's awesome. And then it sounds like, you know, divorce, some, some life-changing events when you are younger, Mm -hmm. you were kind of forced to grow up and, and be that guy and, and help provide. And, and I I think, you know, it's one thing I was talking about with a friend of mine, my kids have it really easy. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) I'm divorced and, um, you know, their, their mom. Uh, you know, has very wealthy parents, and I make great money. And geez, my kids are never going to want for anything. In fact, they're so spoiled. And I'm actually pretty worried about it. I'm like, you know, that they've got two, two parents who can give them anything they want. And uh, it's very interesting. So I had the opposite of that. I had, you know, divorced parents as well. and, And we were very poor growing up. Uh, for a while, my dad was in getting his PhD, you don't make a lot of money going to school and working nights. And, um, you know, so I, I just remember always being money motivated and wanting to have a really fun life. And um, so anyways, we'll, we'll see how our kids turn out. Yeah, but, you know, you're, you're not you're not a dad yet that I know of, no. um, or that you know of. So yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's God but God it's God. interesting. Yeah, you, you have these events in your life that help you understand. You know what? I want to save my income. I want to be able to provide really well. And and some people learn that too late in life. It's a, a few of our investors yeah. are in their fifties and they're just now figuring out. You know what? I don't want to work this hard forever. I can, but I don't want to. And so what I tell people is, it's you know, if you make good choices now, you can make really cool choices later. You know, make, make the good choices. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You live uh, like no
0: one does now. You can live like no one does later.
1: Exactly. I,
0: one more thing I would add is like when I was, um, I think I went for three I was a total, I sold BMWs for like six years. I think uh, I went for two or three years where I was spending, uh, at least a hundred grand. So almost all my money. Um, before I was saving or anything like that on cars and going out to yeah. old town, we talked about old town, Scottsdale, yep. uh, yep. Thursday through Sunday, uh, out to 3am like and it was <laughs> fun but i think i got hit with like this strong dose of i don't know where it came from i'm i'm religious and, but this strong dose of like i have a responsibility and i'm squandering it and like people aren't blessed with these types of resources and like they definitely weren't meant for some 21 year old to get blasted every night you know yeah. so yeah i don't know exactly why that hit me. maybe it was just maturity creeping up but ever since then, I'm like, this is, and we see it everywhere we go. It doesn't matter if you're 50 or you're 20, like there's a lot of irresponsible big spenders that are doing Mm -hmm. it all on credit and they're just doing it the wrong way. So, um, I I think it's just something we all learn, you know, at different times in our life, but, um, I'm lucky. I'm I'm glad I learned it early. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're you're really lucky. I mean, most people don't ever learn it or they learn it really late. I remember, and I, I'll challenge you as you start making, you know, getting closer and closer, seven figures, seven figures plus, yeah. the temptation creeps back in. Mm-hmm. And so when I hit seven figures, um, you know, making a hundred thousand a month, it was like, Oh, I can do this. Oh, I mean, I'm still investing, you know, a few hundred thousand this year. I can go and take my wife to Bora Bora, which we did for a 10 year anniversary, you know, spent like 30 grand right. on, on our anniversary. And then we also went to Disney world and Disneyland And the Florida beaches and, you know, all these places (laughs) that year. And, and I started looking at these vacations. I was taking my kids on who were Liam was one at the time. And Heidi was five. Like, they don't give a shit where we go. Like they're they were as happy going to Moab, not four wheeling and just swimming in the pool for three days. That's all they wanted to do. We'd go out on these cool treks. Want to go back to the pool. We'd go to the Disneyland. They're like, can we go to the pool? Like these rides are cool, but can we go to the pool? So I was like, damn! They can't appreciate it yet, man. No, and and their true yeah. joy and happiness comes from their dad throwing them around in the pool, you know. Right. And and right. so I was I was getting tempted again this recently. I was like, oh, I'm going to take them on a cool vacation this year. Then I remembered like how much money I spent in 2018 on vacations and how <laughs> dumb I felt after that. I'm like, no, I'm going to take them camping and we're going to play in the dirt and swim in the lake for a few it's weeks. I did rent jet skis, so you know. But instead of flying to Florida or Mexico like I wanted to, no, we're going to rent jet skis and for three days and camp for a week and a half, and it's going to be awesome. So, you know, having that mindset shift, I I would challenge you to, uh, and I'm sure you'll do it. But relook at yourself and and your spending habits, and not even that, but the temptations that come in. It'll be interesting when you start making crazy, crazy money it happened to me and it happens to everyone i've watched it happen to so many of my friends that start making crazy money they're like oh yeah i'm I'm going to floor seats the lakers and i'm like oh wow yeah um interesting that's a lot of money it's like 20 depending on what game twenty five thousand a ticket you know
0: can i can i share something that i learned is on this topic please do yeah so lifestyle inflation is a real thing right from like when you you first get a job at 16 and you spend your, like, well, the first time you spend a hundred dollars on shoes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't care what mom says, like, it's my whole paycheck, but boom. Yep. Right? <laughs> boom. And then, and then it just, lifestyle just keeps creeping and creeping and creeping. We talked about the Joneses and there's plenty of luxury agents in my area that it's all about, you know, Instagram kind of showing what they have against each other. And yeah, past all of that, there's this thing in the fire movement that they've coined um, the hedonic cycle. And the heat out of cycles okay. a real thing. It's not something we made up, but it's where like if I go out and I get the Range Rover today, I'm gonna love it for a week. I'll probably mm-hmm. go to church more, so people at church can see that I drive a Range Rover, <laughs> right? Like it, guilty, like, no? Yeah, right. <laughs> we want everybody to know that we're doing pretty darn well. But yeah. after six months, when people stop looking over and seeing your new car, like you have two options. Like now, it's just a car. Mm -hmm. or you can go buy a new car and get the looks again and like the looks really don't matter but they're fun
1: it's an addiction
0: yeah it's an addiction and i did that with beavers you know and i when i sold off all my cars and like downsized and paid cash for cars and paid off all my debt like it was part of it but the hedonic cycle is a measurement of the happiness during and so it says anything that you have as as humans we adjust So like I'm on track to make about 600,000 this year. That's, that's mind blowing to me. It's not seven figures yet, but it's my, it's my second year. I can't even wrap my head around it. Right. Um, that's huge. Yeah. And like no one, and that's not even a blip in the Phoenix market. Yeah, it's 25 houses. We we sell 700 houses a day here, you know, like, (laughs) um, but anyways, it, that's like, um, Um, so it's a huge income and it's a, it's a hard, hard to wrap my mind around it, but the hedonic cycle states that as soon as I hit the $500,000 mark, I'm going to want the million and I'm not going to be happy till the million. And once the million hits, it's going to be two million. It's going to be, and the happiness doesn't go up. I know our desire for it goes up, but like, it doesn't make us any happier. So I think I've heard that studies have shown what 75 or $80,000 a year past that, you, you know, you don't get any more, hap- more happiness. I call bullshit yeah. on that one, but at 300 or $500,000, right? Like there's, it creates more happiness because it creates more freedom. Mm-hmm. But if I blow that on material things, like material things only make me so happy.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. I was just listening to Jordan Peterson's book, the 12 rules I think it's 12 rules for life. And he mm-hmm. talked about exactly that once your income pays for all of your basic needs, mm-hmm. you, it's not proportional. Your income going up is not proportional to your happiness going up. But Your happiness may go up a little bit more, but they found that really happiness is derived from what you're doing on a daily basis from that point, what you're doing with your family, how your relationships are. If you're not making enough to cover your, your expenses, then your happiness com- is totally proportional to not being able to cover your expenses. But much more than covering those basic needs, just like you said, you know, you can go up a little bit higher and and do a few more things and be a little bit happier. But um, if you haven't listened to that book, by the way, or read it, I listen to everything on Audible. It's amazing. Um, It really hits home. You know, you're not going to be that much happier by making a million than you are 600000 I promise you. I've been there. I'll buy it right now. You said
0: Jordan Peterson. What was the title?
1: Let me look it up on my Audible to make sure I give you the right... um, I actually, I actually finished 12, 12 it.
0: Rules for Life.
1: So. Yeah, I finished it last night and immediately restarted it. Oh, 12 Rules for Life, Jordan Peterson.
0: That's fun. So I'll buy The guy's smart. I'll buy two of them so I can read it and give one away.
1: <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, fantastic book.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: and and you know, one of the things he talks about is um, you have to, and I actually messaged this to my friend yesterday, you have to hang around the people who are living like you want to live. And we were talking specifically about this person's family and how they are not the best individuals. They come from a a background. That's just a few of them are are not the type of people that I would, I would want to hang around with that she wants to hang around with, but she kept going to these family functions because her kids want to hang out with family. And I was like, why do you go? You, You hate it. You, you, these people are, are not trustworthy. They don't have your back. You, you're not being made a better person when you go. You don't feel good when you go. Yeah. And it's the opposite. When you and I go to Mike Ferry conferences, I literally just go for some amazing content, inspirational, positive thoughts to get in my brain, pack my brain with as much of those as I can. But really it's the relationships and hanging out with people like you and Hal and Michael and and Dean and Dan, all these positive, yeah. Hard working people, because that's who I want to be like. My business coach and I have this thing that we're talking about is, is what would a billion dollar operator do? And for you, you could change that to say, what would a million dollar real estate agent do? And mm-hmm. so every day as I plan my day, I'm training myself to think, I know these guys that are billion dollar operators. And I'm thinking, what would this guy do? Oh, he's not going to take this break. He's not going to stop calling until the money's raised. He's not going to stop analyzing deals because he's tired, and and so it's been amazing for me to be part of the group that you're now in, which is Mike Ferry million dollar producing real estate agents, and now aspiring to be in the group of billion dollar you know real estate fund operators. Yeah. Um, you know we're just over a hundred million, almost to a two hundred million now. So I'm almost twenty percent of the way there. Um, but it absolutely matters. It absolutely matters who you hang out with. And that controls the thoughts you have as well. So tell me a little bit about what um, this group of Mike Ferry agents, you named some names, how that you know, specifically has affected what you do on a daily basis and how you run your business.
0: Yeah. Um, so I have five role play partners a week. And then I have a mastermind of five or five, sometimes six. And they're different than my role play partners, um, agents. And everybody I know is over me. Um, there's been a few times where I, I signed up or I agreed to role play with someone underneath me because I wanted to bring them up. I think I'm just maybe not at that level yet. right? Like I'm just starting okay. out. It's hard. I'll, I'll give them all my time. And then I'm not growing because I'm watching them not do the things I tell them to. So don't Maybe coachable. So... In the beginning, I, I don't think I was that coachable. I was a little like cocky because I got my first results in real estate and compared to my brokerage in Arizona, I was like the top. And then you hang out <laughs> with my carry agents and you're like, I'm not even on the board. You know, like this is, this is different. And so there's
1: some heavy hitters. Yeah.
0: There's some heavy hitters, man. Even in my market, it's, you see them left and right. So um, I had a lot of problems with comparing myself to other people in the beginning. Um, I think, you know, shoot, I, I think David, RS Damien, can agree to this, right? I was uh-huh. so intimidated by him in the beginning. <laughs> I reached out and I was like, let's hang out. And then after that, it was like, okay, now I want to beat you as far as your production. You know, I right. want to sell you, I want to earn you, I want to, a little bit of that's healthy. But it was everything I took, I would like check his listings. I'm like, where am I? Do <laughs> he take one a day, you know? And it was just so childish. And so it's yeah. part of like growing up, but my coach had to really beat that out of me. And once, once he beat it out of me, I mean, I don't check in. I don't care what he's doing. I hope he's doing well, but I don't care. How yeah. making it doesn't affect my life. And now I'm married and I'm starting to have my own family. I think that helps a lot with the maturity. So um, I think we just keep each other accountable.
1: We don't skip awesome.
0: in Because if I do, some guys calling me going, "Hey, what the hell? Like we were going to talk at eight o'clock today." If I don't show up for Zoom, you know, you're going to find me. So um, the accountability is that. And then going to those conferences, like you were talking about, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing the whole way there, the whole week. I mean, I'm just—it's so exciting just to be in proximity with top producers, and then and then seeing that they actually collaborate. Like you yeah. can say, hey, you do a billion dollars in sales, and I started this year. Let's have lunch. And they go, yeah, let's, sure. They spend two hours with you explaining how they've gotten from where you are to where they are. And you're, it doesn't make sense to me why they share that much, right? And so, like, that's the magic of the Mike Ferry system. Um, and you kind of, you kind of, tongue in cheek to the content, right? Mike even says himself, "I never change it." Right. Yeah. It's the same script that never great. changed 10 years, you idiots keep paying to hear it. Right. Yeah it's, about, yeah. it's about the community. Right. And so um I found something special when I signed up for my Ferry. And it's a big in the beginning, it was a big financial commitment. And now it's not even hot. Oh, yeah. It's like I pay it two or three times a month. You know. Yeah. The
1: Absolutely. The you know, and and if who's my first coach? So Carlos Heron, he's not with MFO anymore. Yeah. He goes, he goes, Sam, he's like. I I hope you understand all of the top performers in the world have coaches and they listen to their coaches, LeBron James, I don't know if you know who Tim Grover is. Do you know who Tim Grover is? Yeah. Trained, trained Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan paid Tim Grover to only train Michael Jordan until Michael retired. And then he said, okay, you can go train other NBA stars. So now Tim Grover's trained every NBA star there is just name one and, and he's trained them. Yeah. But, um, he talks about, you know, he was, he helps with mindset and he passed LeBron a note in the playoffs when LeBron was in Miami with Dwayne Wade. And all the notes said is winning matters. And those, are the type of messages you get from these people and, and from Mike Ferry and these other top producers, they're normal people. LeBron James is a normal dude. He's my age, 6'8, 260 pounds, just really gifted it, but he's just normal dude. And he can get stressed out, but mm-hmm. the guy's a winner. And winning, winning really does matter. And if you talk about one player that's been able to protect his mindset and take multiple teams to the, the playoffs, LeBron James is one of the best that, that has ever done that. And Tim Grover talks about you know the people that he hung out with, what Dwayne Wade did for LeBron mentally and as a leader. And when you go to Mike Ferry and you hang out with Dean Clark, who's father of three, three little girls, or, you know, Dan or whoever else, yeah. you know, the, the guy that inspired me the most was Hal Swayze. Took his kids on a one-year sabbatical to tour the world. Mm-hmm. He earned enough income and, it, and the income isn't what makes you happy. It's what you can do with it. Just took off for a year. Took his two middle school age kids, boys, and just took off for a year. And you spend time with those type of people, get inspired. And that's when you start living a happy, fulfilled life, and um, it's interesting if you listen to that, that book that I just recommend or read that book, it's all about how do we find happiness? Well, mm-hmm. I'm happier the harder I work when I work effectively. I'm happier the better I, job I do for my clients. I'm happier when I get coached and I take that coaching home to my family. And I say, in your case, you know, Hey honey, here's what I learned from my coach and you apply it to your life at
0: home. Yeah. So um, you've obviously I- applied a ton of that. I have to. I completely forgot <clears throat> one of the biggest guys in my life right now, and he deserves full credit. Milton James, out of Florida. Okay. Um, he needs to be interviewed on this podcast. So, would you coach send both Mike, of us an email? Yeah, of course.
1: Would love that, and and your coach awesome. Sam as well. Yeah, he was
0: he, Milton was coached by some of the best coaches that were in the NFL program and still are, right? And awesome. uh, and and Mike Ferry himself, awesome. and like every. I think the thing that Milton has pushed me to do so well is he started uh, it's called National Prospectors on Facebook mm-hmm. every single day from eight o'clock his time or 730 his time all the way till 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Sometimes he's on prospecting. Wow. And he was coached by Mike Putnam. Right. And okay. you know, during covid <clears throat> It's like, hey, what do I do? And he's like, yeah, we're all doubling down. I don't know what you're going to do, but us as the <laughs> top doubling down, we're doing a hundred contacts a day, and Milton did it for like 30 days, hundred. And so now he's taking 17, 18 listings a month. Holy hell! And I mean, he's just he's he's on fire, but he's so bullish; nothing will stop him. Yeah. And it's a group of like 200 agents from Mike Ferry on That's so podcast. cool. And he'll call us out of the blue and coach us and. Make sure That's we're awesome. on track and on. Pay. The guy's incredible. So yeah, um, some, you're, you're doing what you're buy. doing, but is yeah, that yeah, and Facebook National Prospectors.
1: Um, I'm going right now. I'm gonna
0: find it. National I mean, Prospectors. Beans in it. I mean, all of. I think Michael Young is actually in it, but all the big guys are in it. And um, Mike Ferry actually just had him on stage. Finally, the other International
1: day, so. Prospectors hosted by Milton James
0: yeah awesome huge shout out so if anyone's awesome. having trouble with prospecting or you want to like you're listening to these interviews of us agents and figuring out how we do it is that's that's you're going to find us in there video on mic off every single morning doing
1: video on mic off i love that I, yeah. i'm going to have my buy i have three buyers agents right now and yeah. a business partner um they've never done any mic fairy training yeah um you know, I'm not really trying to sell real estate right now, but I have this, you know, book of business for the last 10 years that I'm trying to just, you know, get a few deals done every month and help these ladies. Um, it's me and, and four ladies help these girls uh, <laughs> figure out how to make a lot of money in real estate. And, and my business you know, partner, Betty Jo, she's already crushing it as a single mom. And then we have Jamie and Carly and, and Kate
0: who and are super, super
1: capable. What's that?
0: And find your next
1: building, right? Yeah, yeah find another multifamily deal. And, and you know, every problem in sales is, is fixed by production. (laughs) You know, I I was telling, I was going over this lead with Jamie uh, yesterday. I think it was, they're just not that great. They're not responding. And this, I'm like, wow, they sound like a shitty lead. Should just go find a new one. (laughs) Right. That's like already. Yeah. Find someone cool to talk to, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, hey, we're kind of running out of time, but I I really appreciate you being on, Sammy. And um, I don't know, I I would say, what would you say to a new agent other than join Mike Ferry Coaching immediately? Because I put Mike Ferry Coaching on a credit card. I did not have the money. And there was months that that balance on that credit card was going up until I really started closing deals. Mm -hmm. But it was blind faith, and I knew I needed a system, and I knew the answer was prospecting and get my butt to work every single day and hanging out with, with big thinkers. But yeah. what would you say other than having a Mike Ferry coach would be the most beneficial to a new agent or an agent trying to increase production?
0: Yeah, if I were to restart today and like get licensed just today for the first time, I actually gave this advice today to a new agent, was I put Mike Ferry on the pedestal because it's what I did. But I, I, re- I realized there's a million ways to get there to the top. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're really distracted and we're charged way too much for programs that don't work in this industry. Yep. So it doesn't have to be Mike Ferry, but find a real estate coach that, you know, a lot of people give credit to has great reviews, makes sense. And just purchase the program, purchase the coaching, and don't ask a single question until you're making half a million dollars a year before you start (laughs) question <laughs> challenging your coach because even when you go to like to get a cashier's job there's two weeks of training i'm mm-hmm. the system so like we um my broker here coined a really good i love i love how he said it was he said everybody joins real estate so that they can become their own employer but then they realized that they were a shitty employee the entire time <laughs> <laughs> i love that i thought that i was love really that accurate you know
1: <laughs> yeah man so that's awesome so so basically what I heard was find a system and just get your ass to work and do it just one system yep just one just go do it yeah just
0: one system yeah
1: just commit and if you just commit for 30 60 days I mean life life life-changing obviously you've done a huge amount of production my first six months I did one deal got into Mike Ferry coaching did 16 deals my next six months nice So huge difference. So, um, well, I, I really appreciate having you having you on. Um, if people need a good realtor in Phoenix, please talk to Sammy. I will put your contact info in the show notes. If you need to get a role play partner or someone to talk to about increasing your production, talk to Sammy, but, um, I'll probably be out to Phoenix soon. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hit you up because we're looking hard at the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix market for multifamily deals. We we all would right. love to be in Phoenix. Yeah. That's so if you find us any yeah. we would love to <laughs> buy something there. Great. So all right man, well thank you so much for being on. Um you'll probably hit next week and uh I can't wait to see you hit seven figures in in real estate income.
0: Thanks Sammy. Have a good one.